0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today. Another podcast opportunity. I'm praying that your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God. Is it? How, how often have you recently read the Scriptures and then meditated on them? I want to encourage you to do that very strongly. I'm excited about uh, the podcast today. I'm going to be taking our passage from Luke chapter 5. Gospel of Luke chapter 5. I have uh, recently... Well, I say recently. It's probably been the past couple days. That's fairly recent, right? Uh, I have had the opportunity to uh, watch a movie, a series, movie series on the life of our Lord, and I'm always skeptical about those because you don't know how many liberties the people who did the uh, screenplay are going to take with the text itself. And uh, it was it was pretty good, and I enjoyed it. And if anything, it just served to remind me of the, the truth of the biblical story. And uh, one of the particular episodes that I was watching was about our Lord teaching by the Sea of Galilee. And the crowds were so pressing on him that he needed to have a little bit of room, and so uh, he w- asked the, uh, uh, the fishermen that owned a couple boats that were right there at the lake if they would allow him to get into them and push, push out from the shore so that he could address the entire crowd. Matter of fact, Luke chapter 5, the Bible says this, "...and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two ships standing by the lake." But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of these ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, "'Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draft.' And Simon answered, saying, uh, answering, said unto him, "'Master, we've toiled all night and, and have taken nothing.' Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when, he, and when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, "'Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord.'" I'm just going to stop right there because that particular story which was portrayed in the uh, in the life of Christ in that movie was, was very startling to me once again. Uh, it always helps sometimes to visualize some things. So what I want to do is take uh, the podcast today and the next one and talk about how evangelism is kind of like fishing. For after all, that's what the Lord was doing, was He not? We know that shortly right after this... He had called Simon and the others and said he would make them to be fishers of men. So, Simon, his brother, their business partners, they were, they were fishermen whom Jesus called to a very different kind of fishing. He actually said, as I said, he, he told them, follow me, uh, from now on you'll be catching men. Uh, they were caught by Jesus so that they would be able to catch other men. Uh, and in a much the same way, every one of you, that if you're a child of God today and you've been saved by the blood of Christ, you've been caught by Jesus as well. He's reeled you in so that you can catch others for Jesus Christ. Uh, we ought to see this as a tremendous privilege. I don't think that I'll ever get over the fact that God has enlisted me to be engaged in the greatest rescue mission uh, that that this existence has ever known, and that is to give the gospel message, to bring people to Christ that they might be saved. What a privilege that is. And those aren't just words or some preacher's uh, overhyped statements. It really is a privilege to see men and women and children changed from death into life. Uh, and it's not just that we've been caught. We know that's a great blessing, but that we get to join Jesus in catching others. We follow him so that we can uh, join with him in the work of salvation. Well, what a what a message that is! God is saving him, but them by His grace. He's saving people for His glory. Uh, what's amazing to me, and it never I hope it never passes away from me, is that He's using somebody like me to help accomplish that. Who would ever have thought? I mean, if you know Christ today, you know what you're like. You know what your life, how it was lived. You're reminded that, that God is using you, and that ought to startle you in many ways. Jesus saves people through the good news of the gospel. And He tells you and me to speak that same news that saved us. And He calls us to be fishers of men, to catch people alive. That's what Luke 5 is all about. Here is a fishing metaphor that Jesus is using. In fact, I think we're supposed to learn from the fishing metaphor to think diligently really about what it means and how evangelism is like fishing. I love to fish. Anybody that knows me personally knows that's one of my great habits. I enjoy doing that. I'd rather do that than play golf because those golf balls just don't get cooked soft enough to eat. Uh, But I love to fish because you always get some food. Uh, Just think about this. Jesus gets on a fishing boat with a fisherman to do a fish miracle, all leading toward a fishing metaphor. And he clearly, clearly was wanting Simon and the others to think about that kind of work picture and to live it out. He's preparing them for greater service. And he's wanting you and I to think about that today, too. So let's draw a few comparisons today and tomorrow about true, legitimate uh, fishing that are, are are merited by the text itself. In what ways is evangelism kind of like fishing as I think about this, even in my study, I think, first of all, fishing actually requires going. Now, that's kind of obvious, right? It's simple. If you, It, it, it can often be overlooked. There's a lot of people who claim to be experts on fishing. They claim to be people who, who know where to go and get the fish, but they never actually go. A fisherman has to go out into the water where the fish are. And once you've gone out into the water... You gotta let down your nets. Just sitting in the boat, bobbing on the waves, or standing on the ice without putting a line down, you first have to put that line down the hole. I was ice fishing this week and I could have stood there and waited all day long for a fish to jump up out of that hole. And I'm going to tell you, I'd still be standing out there right now. If that was the case, the fact is that you got to put your line in the water. And in that way, we've got to go where people are. We need to tell them about Jesus. We need to go and, and, and let out the net of the gospel so that we might really in those people whom God loves. Secondly, and I'll just go to this point today, fishing requires expertise. I have an entire tackle box in my truck. It's full of every conceivable kind of fishing lure because you never know what's going to work. But I'll tell you what, I also have something in a book of the uh, that tells me that what fish are in what lake. And a skilled fisherman is going to learn about fish so that he can use the right kind of lures, the right kind of bait, uh, what time of the day to go out, what are the contours of the bottom of the lake you're fishing in, what does the landscape look like there. Uh, and I would suggest to you that that's exactly what we're talking about in in evangelism here. we got to consider the best and most effective ways to reach people around us. Uh, I think sometimes our evangelism is like fishing for tuna in a trout pond. Uh, You you, you aren't going about it in a very effective way. When I was in Israel a year ago, I bought a fishing pole to go with a reel that I had brought with me because I wanted to fish on the Sea of Galilee. So I went out there, and I was right near uh, Capernaum where the Lord's headquarters were. And I went about a stone's throw from where Peter's house was, and I stood out on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and I started casting. Well, I thought I was doing pretty good and might catch something. I tried a few lures that I had brought, and then I happened to glance over to my right, and there were some people that were Israelis that were fishing, and they were using these giant surf rods that they were throwing 75, 100 yards out in the lake with balls of bait on them, and then just let them sit there with bells on their rods so that they could hear when they got a bite. And here I am fishing with this little brook trout rod that wasn't going to accomplish anything. What was the difference? The difference was that they knew how to fish those waters. They knew how to get to where those fish were. Listen, folks, we need to go where the people are. You got to tell them about Jesus. Uh, We got to be prepared. We got to share the gospel. It's more than just learning and reciting some gospel presentation, it's about knowing people, about loving people, about loving them enough to get to know them. And the better you know people, the better you can show them how the gospel really speaks to their deepest needs. You can listen to them carefully. You can allow them to share what's in their heart and then address their particular questions, their concerns, their griefs, their misunderstandings, their misconceptions, and you'll be a better fisherman for it. So we learn today from our Lord's fishing story is that it requires going and that it requires expertise and preparation. Are you ready today? Is your heart prepared? Is there a particular fish that you're targeting and you're ready to go out there and give up the gospel and using the right kind of message because you know the lay of the the land and of the water? God bless you today. I'm praying that God will use you to accomplish His purposes. I know He will if you'll be available because the greatest ability is dependability, availability for Him. God bless you.